Hey, welcome to another episode of season 2 of Floating By. My name is Pranav and today's conversation is with one of my seniors from college, Symbiosis Center for Media and Communication in Pune. Her name is Sujita Sundaram and she's an economic journalist. She used to work with CNBC TV18 and now she's headed to Australia to study masters in international relations. I talked to her about journalism, mental health, policy, international relations and a lot more in this podcast but before that if you haven't followed me on instagram my handle is at the rate floating by podcast and if you can afford it please do consider buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash floating by let's head straight into the conversation hi sujita how are you welcome to the podcast finally we are doing this uh, it was a long time coming so how are you how's it going I'm good I'm good I'm really happy to be here thank you for having me on and uh, <laughs> you know super excited super nervous first podcast and everything so you yeah, know listen to my gyan for the next hour oh yes i can't wait so um, sujita i mean um, interesting like why i wanted you on was because obviously you're one of the finest economical journalists i know uh, journalists i know in fact and also apart from that um, like i knew you were my senior in college i just knew you i we never got to like talking when we were in college but uh, after that you know through friend circles etc we started talking and i'm so happy to call you as a very good friend of mine so uh, first off tell us um, that that entire college thing because like like how was college for you in general and then after that why you decided to do what you're doing right now what do you do right now oh okay so first college thing i mean i think college was fine um i don't know if anybody else felt this way but college was fine i'm not hating on it i'm not loving it um there was definitely a lot more that we could have learned for the amount of money we were paying them but um honestly like i think i just made the most out of my internships when i was there and um, i kind of figured out which class was worth attending and which wasn't so you know that in itself was something it was a big learning experience for me um also i think we only started talking once college got over so um you when you guys started your internships and you guys all started infiltrating bombay in hordes Uh, that's when i think we actually started talking um so after college basically i went to work for cnbc tv 18 i was in their editorial team over there so um on paper i was their news trainee quote on quote and um i was basically in charge of uh, helping my producers on shows to um decide on the content decide what stories get top focus build the rundowns for each show and i was working in the morning band so that's 7 am to 4 pm and we did we tracked all the markets and all that sort of thing so that's how i get my love for and experience in economics and right now i am studying i'm doing my masters um it's at monash university so um it's it's been about a month and it's going well let's see how that goes yeah it's it's definitely going to go well but one thing you did mention was um, you have you have interest in economics and finance and all of that right so uh, in terms of the knowledge you had prior to joining your job because it's like a specialized beat 
uh, if I can call it. So were you trained uh, in detail in that specialization in, in terms of college education or did you like have to learn everything uh, on the fly basically? So actually in 11th and 12th, um, I took commerce and uh, you know I was in a class full of people who either wanted to become chartered accountants or lawyers. You know, there was no in between. And believe it or not, I would have actually done my um, BCom honors or a BBA in finance or something if journalism didn't come a knocking. So uh, yeah, so that's how I got my basic introduction to what like economics is, how commerce works, what are like the terms and terminologies that are used in this world. So I had a basic understanding. So I think while at CNBC, of course, I did learn new things. I did learn a couple of really technical technical things, but honestly, it was just common sense. And if you understand the basics of finance and the economy, like I think you should be good to go. But uh, you need to keep at it, and you need to constantly be reading, which was something I was doing after twelve-hour workdays. I used to go back home and try and keep updated about the news and everything. So that was definitely something I did extra on my part. But otherwise, I think just understanding the basics of profits, loss, how to read a company's balance sheet, uh, how to read a profit and loss statement, those things were something that was taught to me and I just needed to brush up on those skills. Oh, interesting. But, but then uh, I'm pretty sure that added layer of uh, being so being like a journalist also helps in terms of you know analyzing stuff because you're taught how to research and all that so uh, uh, you talked to us about like your masters right what why masters after uh, a stint with say cnbc and then you were also a ghostwriter for someone uh, so if you're allowed to talk to us about that and that process feel free to do so but then also tell us what you're doing masters in so currently I'm doing, I'm doing a double master's degree actually. So it's in international relations and journalism. And the reason I chose this degree was because I really, I realized after my work experience that I needed to have solid knowledge about a field outside of journalism. Uh, and a lot of international affairs and the economy and, you know, understanding how these things work and why they affect markets the way they do was my initial and primary motivation because I wasn't able to kind of understand, oh, you know, Wall Street is behaving like this because of this and how does this news impact that? So, I mean, that's something that I pushed for and international relations was always something I was really intrigued in. Um, I had honestly no idea about it i realize this now after doing all my classes like i have zero clue about international relations but um, i'm learning so much and the world is making so much sense like my eyes are constantly like popping out realizing oh my god this is this and this is that and it's it's a it's a wonderful feeling um also, the ghostwriting thing, I mean, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but um, it was a very intriguing project. That's all I can say. So That's amazing. Uh, so I, I remember um, being at the crossroads when I was also about to choose my specialization, like, uh, uh, do I become a journalist or do I get into AV? And the biggest 
uh, factor for me was uh, like on ground reality in terms of the job itself uh because it's it's very nice and flowery to say yeah i'm a journalist but at the end of the day it takes a lot away from you as well so i'm pretty sure you have experienced that side so because a lot of people fail to realize we are at the bottom of the rung and you know we are the ones who are out there doing the stuff so it's tough for a few years so uh mm-hmm. like do you think that will change or do you think like it's going to get worse um honestly starting out i think it's it's really difficult for anybody in filmmaking in journalism even in advertising or public relations like the whole media sphere is really 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 difficult um honestly like as a complete newbie like it it really really affected me after a point and um, i did have a couple of very very major issues about a lot of things and um, i think that like navigating this is is always hard you are you most probably will have to move to a new city you most probably will have to deal with difficult people in general most probably all those difficult people are your bosses um but i think it just pays to stick around try and really hone in on your craft and you know not just kind of give up at the first first you know um obstacle so to speak because i mean in the first 10 months of me kind of working at cnbc there were tons of obstacles i i was facing tons of stuff but um, only after i got past that was when i was able to kind of really understand what i was doing why i was doing it why it mattered i do it in a particular way instead of b particular way and that kind of understanding doesn't come when you keep hopping organizations to be very honest at least in journalism so it's a constant kind of effort at honing in your craft being in touch with the news talking to people trying to get feedback about your work um you know if you just kind of like throw your hands in the air and be like you know what i don't care this is it you're not going to learn anything you're just going to hop from three different places get maybe 10% 10% 10% you may be earning well but um, honestly i don't know what you've learned that's that's what i feel and it's obviously hard it's it's not cut out for everybody and it's not cut out for everybody and but please take care of your mental health at the same time that's what i would say <laughs> it's it's an amazing segue into what i was about to sort of talk about because uh it, aren't you it, like today i understand these questions <laughs> and i know how to interview <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so you 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 are well versed with all this so i was i was like we were discussing even uh months ago that uh, you know today like in twitter we all talk about uh, mental health and all of that but we fail to realize we don't practice what we preach to others Definitely. you know so uh, that's a big dilemma and at the same time how much like because we are at this phase where okay we have taken this choice we need to keep up with the choice and we need to do everything mm-hmm. to sort of build our goals uh, but at the same time at what cost like do i set boundaries for myself uh, these are the kind of questions and i never imagined uh, being an 18 year old joining a media school that i would be having 
existential thoughts like these like four years later <laughs> so that's a very important lesson to learn too i feel don't you think that's that's really true i mean <laughs> uh i mean college did prepare us in terms of like how intense the industry can get and you know like how you have to be on all the time like no work 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 and like no holidays and that kind of thing trust me whoever is listening and who wants to get into media it's exactly like that life is exactly like that um but coming to mental health yes please 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 take care of it please draw boundaries um please go to a boss or a superior who you think will understand where you're coming from talk to people even if they're not a boss like someone who's a superior like i think you should be able to gauge who's going to listen and who's going to throw it back in your face because mental health is still a really big stigma some people don't understand it some people claim to understand it and just botch it up completely so choose the people who you trust with your mental health stuff also really really wisely in the workplace and um please just take care of yourselves because i mean yes this job is important yes you know you're earning good money yes you're climbing up the corporate ladder great fantastic but you know if you're depressed and suicidal and you know like a day away from kind of ending it all i'm sorry but that's that's something that you definitely kind of need to look into you, into yourselves and answer that question like what am i at what cost is this coming all the success and everything coming at so take a few days off please go for therapy man like i cannot recommend therapy enough for people who feel as if talking about things will help them medication helps depending on the kind of job you're in so please draw boundaries and please make sure you respect others as well as make sure that you are respected in terms of everything physically yeah. mentally emotionally everything yeah yeah that's actually uh, very helpful like i i also follow a lot of these but uh, it it'll be also interesting to know because i sort of have my like coping strategies now okay whenever i go into that that sort of zone of thinking uh, but what do you what do you sort of go to like what is your comfort space or like uh, when you want to think about something other than work what is it that you think about or what is it that you do it, it could be as simple as writing each and every thought that comes in your brain like it's a very like whatever random thing to do but it is something that helps you something that helps me um so i remember initially when i started going for therapy my my therapist was just like oh you know you have to do ex- like you have to exercise every day come what may like exercise 30 minutes of brisk walking if you don't want to go to the gym you don't want to do yoga just just go for a walk that will really help you and i didn't listen to them then cuz you know i was doing 12 hour days and i was so exhausted by the time i came home but honestly exercise is something at least during the pandemic and after i quit and everything it's helped me immensely i immediately feel better after exercising that that serotonin and the dopamine whatever needs to be released releases it happens and you feel 10 times better and you feel i feel at least i feel that i can make more rational choices and decisions so that's something that's definitely a go to if i'm absolutely in no mood and the goblin in my brain is just like no there is no way i'm going to let you exercise today um 
romantic comedies the best solution ever seriously romantic comedies or whatever fandom you're into you know um something that's an instant pick me up something that will you know take you back to a time when you definitely did feel happy and you recognize it um harry potter anything anything of that sort like i feel always watching some content of some form always makes me happy now yeah fair warning don't go and start watching ted bundy tapes in this moment you know it's it's not cool it's not like i get it the obsession is real crime obsession please don't watch that when you're in a really bad state it will haunt your dreams and you will okay, not be able so to so i am doing it wrong then okay i knew it <laughs> No, but oh uh, <laughs> what, what, which is your favorite Harry Potter film? Film-wise, the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. And uh, book-wise, I would say Prisoner of Azkaban. Actually, it was it was beautifully written. Is there and a difference it's... between the book and the film? I honestly have not followed the. I'm not part of the fandom. That's the best part. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So it's, so the the question where do i read the books first or do i see the films first there's no it doesn't matter see i've okay so you're asking someone who's read the whole series like eight times to now through and through so please read the books um there's a reason they were best sellers there's a reason it created the phenomenon that it did and there's a reason it got ab- adapted into movies um but fair warning once you do read the books you will be disappointed with some of the films so i don't know then just look at like the amazing animatronics and you know the cgi and that kind of thing but um lot of missing plot holes in the films which you will understand better if you read the books it is is what i would say okay okay cool and you were telling me that you were a big fan of star wars as well right <laughs> so the star wars um so as a kid i remember watching it but uh i don't know for some reason i never revisited it and i did starting last year so i think i told you this also when i wished you a happy new year uh, i was yeah. watching empire strikes back on that yeah, night oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i'm a massive star wars fan all over again i've fallen in love with the franchise all over again it's nine movies and there is like so much content to consume it it's overwhelming and amazing at the same time you know it's like this hallelujah chorus that just goes in my brain because harry potter yeah seven books good finish done be happy i know cursed child and all came but that's not great of that um but yeah star wars oh i am down the rabbit hole let let's just put it very in one sentence i am down the rabbit hole and i cannot stop obsessing over it i even listen to the music on youtube while studying okay so like you can imagine wow. what where i'm at with star wars <laughs> wow but i i want to know one thing okay uh, personally i have never been sort of uh, pulled into the fa- fantasy genre okay even though i watch a lot of uh, netflix and whatever whatever i never right. have uh, like grown up watching or whatever it is been into that genre so why is that genre so uh, <laughs> why are there so many fans like i understand like it's creating an alternate universe like magical world 
the power of imagination but is that it or is there something more um honestly i really don't know i think it's the alternate universe that does it for me that oh look this is there please obsess over a different world if you're unhappy with this one and i'm really unhappy with this one so i think i get it i get where everybody else is coming from we're all unhappy with this one oh um, jesus <laughs> but uh, sorry existential like existential dread just thrown into that um but yeah like it's just crazy imagination it's like the visualization at least in movies and things like that or comic books even i mean the kind of work that we as humans have achieved in terms of the arts is incredible like everybody talks about scientific advancements and economic advancements but i mean just look at what we're doing with the arts man like anime seriously you got you get cartoons to move it's it's wonderful i mean look at when disney has come you know from mickey on a steamboat to kind of like getting davy like getting an actor with markers on his yeah. face to be a squid guy and davy jones in pirates of the caribbean you know it's just it's yeah. incredible the kind of world you can create so i think it's that i don't know you should give nice. it a try <laughs> you you need you need a very uh, i don't even know if it's you need a very big brain because you uh, on one end you need to bloody <laughs> sit on excel sheets and do like these company uh finance analysis and shit and then and on the other side you need to come <laughs> home and like you know uh sit and watch all this stuff but um <laughs> you know what else is a fantasy i was coming to it's a very bad segue but you know what else is a fantasy <laughs> maintaining friendships oh like, my god <laughs> i think that was a great segue I, that was that was like <laughs> that was a beautiful segue i wouldn't have beautiful. Had, i wouldn't have put it any better <laughs> maintaining friendships is a fantasy matlab <laughs> you you do you remember those days uh, when we were be it 11th and 12th or whatever when we were like high school friends are the only friends that will stick on in your life or something like that oh people used God. to say <laughs> and like i've experienced it all and seven years later i'm sitting and thinking like i don't connect even with one of my school friends today so it's it's so difficult like when you learn and unlearn you also lose a lot of people so definitely um, yeah it it feels shitty but at the same time you can't help it can you no actually you can't i think um, you know one thing that is really important for me is kind of getting out of your bubble and however you may do that choosing an institution where you don't have friends going moving to another city to another country any of those things you know i think like that is just growth and that is necessary in order to grow and i think that's also why i have friendships that i have maintained because we've all moved out of the pune circle you know at some point of time we've met because of the pune circle we've met because we went to all these schools and we used to hang out at all these tuitions and you know all this like it was 16 17 year old kind of amazing drama and whatever rubbish but um, after that the few of us who have kept in touch is because and who at least are my friends who i can remember from that time it's because we moved away you know we 
joined we made friends with new people we joined other places where our friends weren't going we moved towns we moved countries you know that sort of thing and that's really 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 important but um, also like experiencing new things man like you can't continuously be so oh you know like that's not how it works in pune so i'm not going to do that and that's why pune is so frustrating it's i i meet so many people here and i feel like they're stuck at being 17 and it's it's so suffocating trying to talk to them trying to tell them like it's all like oh hi how are you and like that lame fake concern and that lame kind of i don't oh, know gosh. yeah it's 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 it just it just disgusts me i think moving out of your space and moving away needs to happen for growth it's Simple. so important I, like everyone who is my junior or whoever from bangalore like my neighbors and all if they come and ask me like do i go out of bangalore or do i just stay i say look man <laughs> education Run. like bookish education It, doesn't fucking matter like the the independence the life lessons that you learn are the things that are going to make you so i totally get it but at the same time like today like you it's 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 i don't know man it's it's weird like i sometimes feel okay safe space is there like there's a home it's a safe space whatever it is that it comes at a cost but at the same time i prefer being on my own or being away you know because family comes with its you know you know what i'm talking about couldn't, couldn't so. agree more could not <laughs> agree more with that seriously yeah. it's so uh, yeah there there are territories that come with being familiar or too familiar with some things and uh, i don't know i think those territories if you know you go out and experience other things those territories kind of scream out at you like you know a big big sign in red lights you know it just screams out at you and you then realize that wow okay this is this has been happening and i've been oblivious to it so <laughs> yeah you start seeing things in a different way and that just like you bring that home it's, it's someone you've become so creating an enthralling podcast requires ideation a lot of equipment time and a lot of post production resources so if you would like to help me in this endeavor of mine please do consider buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com/floatingby f l o a t i n g b y this will go a long way in helping me create more and more episodes for you let's continue the conversation uh but uh, how has it uh, fared in terms of um so called work from home like that that environment has it been helpful to you in terms of what you do professionally uh, because there's almost always a mix of personal and professional when you're working from home so how have you sort of maneuvered through that i think instead of maneuvering gracefully it's just kind of like stumbled through it like a dumpster fire honestly um i don't know it's it's weird because i we were doing a lot of things at home during the lockdown because obviously you know you don't have others to do it for you like some of us did and just kind of balancing that and it had been a while since i had worked because i took a break after cnbc and um, you know like then juggling the 
chores with the deadlines and all of that it it definitely gets really hard and i i still haven't figured it out i'm still struggling trying to study and handle chores and everything but um i don't know i i would really say just take your time like really like and i'm not saying take your time so oh ek hafte mein ho gaya to ho gaya no like one things that happened in the first week will change in the second third fourth even eighth week so take your time really figure it out and also take time out for yourself you know if you feel really bogged down by everything sometimes go for a walk just get out of the house don't get stir crazy you know that's something that i realized i ended up getting really stir crazy so don't get stir crazy and i mean it's still it's still kind of like navigable you know you can still manage but one step at a time always keep telling yourself one step at a time and it will happen don't worry yeah 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 i'm uh, one step one day at a time it's like the best mantra even i agree because uh sometimes you just sit idly and think okay short term future long term future you start using such words and then your mind just goes off on a like a vortex kind of a feeling so uh, but but you know what sometimes what i tend to do during that time is i know i'm actively doing it but i just simply open like twitter or i simply open instagram even mm. though i've opened it like 10 seconds ago i again <laughs> open it i just sit on it and it's it some I, sometimes i'm like fuck dude i'm 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 fucking addicted like this is not good and e- yeah. even though i don't like actively tweet or anything right it's just scrolling and scrolling and it's that that kind of that part of life is also sort of like screaming at you like dude stop but uh, given the circumstances <laughs> that's like the one of the very few escapes that we have i don't know i think social media is a trap you know it's all great for keeping in touch and kind of like oh look this person's here and this person's doing great over here and this and that but um, why i said it's a trap is because i have fallen so so many times for the social media trap and it's definitely affected my mental health in terrible ways to the point where i have had to deactivate my social media for 6 months on end because somewhere inside me i just felt as if like somebody else was having a much greater time than i was until i finally realized that this is all curated people are selectively choosing the information they share and put out in the world and sometimes just reminding yourself of that that they're not putting 100% of the story out there that in itself should make you feel better and seriously like put those timers on your apps like okay you know i've used it for 15 minutes 20 minutes put a ridiculous time limit so right now my instagram is 15 minutes a day and i know i spend more than 3 hours on it every day but um, i try i'm trying and i feel as if the 15 minutes is like 10 seconds it just flies okay because of my constant yes, yes. kind of meme consumption Uh, definitely try those and put a ridiculous amount but trust me it reduces your consumption somewhere you know from 3 hours it will come down to 2 and a half to 2 hours 15 minutes even oh, but yeah. uh, those 45 minutes that you're saving you can definitely i don't know record a podcast in it i think <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you thank you uh, 
no but you know why I, the other thing i uh, because i mentioned this was uh, why i mentioned this was like uh, I, i you remember i told you this around august september like it's so sometimes you have this identity crisis as someone right. who's been trained in the media you have to use <laughs> social media at some point okay uh, it's either right. to sort of get your work out there show people that you're doing this work but at the same time because you're on these apps uh, there's also that side of social media where everyone has an opinion uh, everyone thinks mm-hmm. they are right uh, and at the same time you're like becoming more politically and socially aware for what it's worth so it's right. such a like a khichdi in your mind all the time <laughs> it's so tough to sort of prioritize that a single line of thought and okay go behind that because that if if i say okay i want to i want to make a documentary then you automatically have to think okay what social media should i use who should i talk to mm-hmm. what is the language i need to use uh, should i be politically correct all of that stuff uh, because oh if you're God, not yeah. that today then you can get caught and caught cancelled for what it's worth so as a media aware pro- like person it's so tough to keep away from all this it's such a struggle it is it is you just know that i mean social media is your tool and it will be the death of you like you just kind of continue moving towards that like you know you're on the train that's going to get wrecked you know it you have ways to get off you choose not to and you're just like oh let's go let's see how this goes and you know when the wreck happens in your head mentally you're just like i'm done i'm finished this is fine but yeah i mean the opinions and the sheer onslaught of information that comes at you especially on twitter is yeah i was off twitter for like 8 months as well because i just couldn't take it anymore i was just like i mean i opened twitter and there are 100 more issues that needs attention that needs to be talked about that needs to be put out there and i acknowledge all of that my small brain cannot absorb it right now i'm sorry please forgive me for not being able to retweet or comment or add to this discussion and i will do the cowards thing quote on quote and you know not share about these discussions and things like that but yeah i wanted to ask you like what do you think about people shaming others for not sharing their opinion or not kind of showing solidarity or anything i i i'm very on the fence about this issue yeah for me i believe it's it it goes from person to person right there may be a person who uh is not as uh what can i say passionate about showing his or her or their opinion online mm-hmm. but it does not right. mean that that person does not have an opinion uh, right but uh, there's also that moral dilemma like okay uh, f- for example i'm just taking an example farmers protest mm-hmm. do i is it necessary for me to sort of retweet because honestly uh, i i mean it may be that i may not know both sides of the story uh and if i have to sort of amplify a certain voice i need yes fact checking uh yes. is that happening i yes. also have to think about that because the moment i retweet or the moment i use a particular hashtag uh, today it's public opinion like it becomes like pub- a part of public opinion and do i want mm-hmm. to be a responsible part of that uh, exactly so 
it it's it's a big thing like for example uh, there's also this dilemma on twitter you know people some people write on their bio saying uh, uh, retweets are, are not yeah retweets are not necessarily <laughs> endorsement i believe right. that they are like 100% truly are because right. you know what that tool is used for and exactly if, yeah so uh, it's it's a weird thing like for me people have told me that you are not vocal about certain 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 things but back when i used to do some content on instagram and i was mm-hmm. like look it is not is does every piece of content or does every news article does everything have to look at all angles all the time it's not physically possible so just because i i'm not talking about a certain thing doesn't mean i'm not aware of it what have mm-hmm. you faced yeah um i don't know it's just some people get really kind of riled up when you know a woman will not speak about feminism or you know like they are not like the boys locker room thing you know that happened uh some people are just like how can you like not post about it you're a woman you must have faced this this that i mean to be really honest it again becomes in my opinion a very selfish thing you have understood the issue you have taken the time to read about it you have taken the time to educate yourself about it and somebody else might not have had that time to do so and honestly even i completely agree with your other point of view argument as well like sometimes i mean okay keeping this this boys locker room and feminism thing aside like a lot of issues obviously that was like a cut and dry thing this is wrong this is right but a lot of issues you need to know the other side because it's not clear because mainstream media i mean they have convoluted the farmers protest they have convoluted ca and nrc you don't know what to believe and which source to believe so there are all these opinions being thrown at you from both sides of the spectrum the media that is supposed to be doing their job and informing you about the issue without opinion is not doing that it's heavily colored with opinion and i think that's what just leads to more people just withdrawing and being more apathetic to these kind of issues and just kind of being like i don't know how to form an opinion about this because most of us i feel at least the rational ones want to know both sides of the story before we can form an opinion and the media is not doing that you know it's not telling us what is happening what is happening just the facts and no observations and no kind of personal bias or yeah organizational bias coming in you know so i think that's that's why there's so much information being thrown at you and you don't know what to believe anymore yeah but but at the same time don't you think um, if i it, to be in a position where i can say okay i don't know what side of the story to believe in mm-hmm. is okay but at least be aware of what's happening because uh, to like just couple of days back what I, what i saw was like an influencer she just tweeted like she's an instagram influencer uh, okay. she tweeted saying that uh, she's a 19 20 year old kid so Uh, she was like uh, hey guys like, can someone like calling them kids now yeah exactly no I- i'll tell you why 
she's like hey guys can you please uh, send me some like articles and like stuff to read about what's happening in the country today like mere ko khud ka country mein janne ko hai and all she like some tweet she said okay and i was like okay. dude what like what uh, that that's another level of ignorance dude. because like I, it, it it now it's a question of like privilege and class and like all of that because oh if you are so like you don't know what's happening on you can you not like install one app like in shorts or something like do you have to be so Dude, away from the world that you're in just in shorts just google there are yeah. google you put it like two words it will give you like 30 million results it's not hard exactly you don't have to use Hundred brain cells. It's one brain cell that you have to use for something like that. No, it's... but the, look, look at the look at the level of like like you were saying, right? People just like throw sentences like, "Hey, hey I'm apolitical." I'm like, look, it's okay to not take sides, but at the same time, you know, uh, this is clearly you need to have the awareness that everything that you do is political. It's based on sort of political decisions. So that's also yeah. something that I have like come across people saying. Yeah, yeah. I you know a lot of these words are just thrown around liberal. Um, you know, I'm a feminist. I'm a liberal. I'm this person and that person and. honestly like you have to before anything else like you have to understand what that is about you know what and and i'm not talking about like oh you know this is what it is i'm talking about the theory of liberalism you know just go back to the basics read about it you know do you feel like you agree with what other liberal thinkers are doing what other liberal scholars are saying and honestly like because i took i'm going to keep going back to monash but like this ir theory thing that i've taken like this this dual degree it's cleared up so many confusions that i had about liberalism about communism about um you know economics and things like that and you know all these people who are just like oh you know this and that and oh this is a problem and that is a problem and i'm a leftist and things like that and i'm just like do you know what you're talking about please understand what you're talking about please that that's what i tell anybody and everybody it seems very fancy to use all these big words please understand what it is in the theory of it and not just that like understand how it applies you know how that sort of thinking is taken towards how governments decide foreign policy to why why a certain party member is not repairing that broken sewer on the road you know it just it affects everything so please like read about these things and educate yourselves and then you know say whatever you want to okay it's it's just like there's enough misinformation and disinformation out there already don't add to clutter you know that's what that's what i would say i feel i'm going to get dragged for this so much no it's it's completely true what i uh, what i have written in that small docket i sent you was also the fact that uh, having an opinion today feels like a crime because uh, <laughs> it's the gray area itself is so big that 
uh, and then you are expected to fall on one side of the extreme you can't stay in the gray area so uh, yeah because then you know you're accused of being apolitical and things exactly. like that so you have exactly. to choose a side so yeah and then i, I actually i wrote a very uh, i i i found a i had a very enlightening thought and i wrote it down and i was like uh, because we we are all into this this thing of like creating stuff and like going into making yeah. be it creating policies or just creating a video on youtube but like i i i was talking to someone and this hit me that i wrote individual individuality is important we are all unique and if modernity has taught us anything is that we are like snowflakes uh pun intended but when creating something for the masses it's important to always have contextualization and empathy this is the only way you can become a leader or a role model or a representative etc it's very important today people don't give that emotional leeway as well people don't accept that someone can be wrong which is like a very I think shitty that's beautiful yeah yeah sorry the thought is beautiful sorry the, the <laughs> thought that you wrote is beautiful can we clarify here <laughs> um god oh, do you see what i mean i have yeah, to yeah, clarify yeah, yeah, everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, gosh it's all interconnected yeah. man it's all interconnected it jesus is. It but is. uh sujita you remember we were talking about something uh, very fun i want to sort of divert the topic now um yeah when did you start <laughs> when did you start listening to edm oh my gosh edm um i think this was an everybody liked edm and pop which was maybe okay. 9th and 10th grade where okay. uh, english music all we knew of english music was katy perry and kesha and um you know lady gaga and things like that so and then i think at that time like david getta was huge he was massive when he came out with sexy chick and then memories and a couple of others so um i think that's when i started listening to it and it 11th and 12th was just yeah pop and edm some bollywood thrown in and then i came to simbi and everything exploded where you know i didn't oh, even gosh. know about indie artists i didn't i didn't know that such an industry was there to be very honest i was very kind of in my zone with western music um i'm happy to have been introduced to that but again i acknowledge that it happened only because i went to a certain place and you know spoke to certain people otherwise i wouldn't have had that kind of awakening and i wouldn't have definitely listened to some really good music um from the indie industry but um, i don't know there's just was people just shit on edm nowadays and i'm just like yeah why yeah. <laughs> yeah you know but some of no, it is really because nice there's that one stereotype attached to it right it's like edm is like auto tune music and stuff like that there is it's like an yeah, umbrella it's statement real music yeah it's it's electronic <laughs> music i'm like dude what i mean everyone who does music today uses electronic uh you know uh, whatever exactly. parts in their music so i yes. don't know and but but it you you listen to a lot of like classic uh party house like yes. party bangers festival bangers kind of music right yes i do i i <laughs> honestly prefer that kind of music i don't know i think it's just me as a person or uh, you know when i'm listening to music i don't want to listen to sad things i don't want to listen to yeah. things that want to make 
me rip my hair out i don't want to listen to things that i mean the whole point of music is to escape right um at least for me in my opinion oh, music yes. helps you escape it takes your mind off whatever you're dealing with at that point of time and i don't know like that music is it helps me escape and yeah i used to party a lot at one point of time but i don't see why i shouldn't stop listening to that music it gets me in a good mood it gets me vibing and absolutely maybe it pushes me to actually complete something two days before yeah. a deadline instead of procrastinating it to an hour before the deadline you know yeah yeah so, so it, it's very yeah. emotional that way right like you attach a sort it of is. uh yeah it's like pumping i want to do this so but have you sort of uh, explored the sub genres of uh, so and so called edm not really honestly mm. like i some if i explore it really depends on my mood i might right. like something right now and two months down the line i won't anymore you know so okay. it's it's very subjective to what i'm feeling at that moment and also i don't even like you know if somebody gives me a like makes me listen to a song and be like oh you know this is trap music or this is i don't i don't know the genres okay like i won't be able to identify yeah, which yeah, song yeah, goes yeah. where into which category yeah yeah if i vibe to it i like it like that's my philosophy with any music and yeah, yeah, i know yeah. that sounds so and no some people will just be like clutching their chest no and be like oh my god she's such an idiot oh my god no but, uh, no 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 that that's not even my target audience don't worry <laughs> i don't know i think it's just my anxious brain just like going into overdrive <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah absolutely no you know why you know why i listen to electronic music like why i started uh there there are a couple of uh, tracks like i discovered uh, classic edm only but when i was reading the comments to those videos right like people right. were really like putting their hearts out there and saying stuff like uh this really like i, I didn't want to do anything today but i listened to this song and i got shit done or like yes. this really reminded me of someone who passed away or something like that uh there's one song you should definitely listen to it and watch the video i'll send you the link it's called okay. uh the song's name is glue by this duo called bicep uh the song is about uh, so in the 90s there was a rave revolution that happened in the uk like people right. were uh listening to house music partying in like warehouses parking lots and stuff these were raves happening late into the night and today right. what bicep did was they went to those spots today and it, these are just like isolated fields or warehouses or parking lots as they stand today so you can never figure okay. out that these were cultural hotspots back then and uh, they okay. have like a story built out of it where a guy who's like 46 today uh, is saying that back when i was in my early 20s i used to have a different yeah. life altogether now i have like three kids and i'm sitting and i look half dead so it's like those pure emotions <laughs> that people have associated to these songs which i feel today's generation lacks a lot uh like confronting Definitely. your own emotions and the relation you have with sort of music and the arts so that's one very big factor i found uh, one very positive point of electronic music it brings a lot of people together 
yeah yeah i would completely agree with that i've been watching all these tomorrow land videos and things like that i'm just i'm so in awe you know like it's it's crazy i mean first of all the crowds oh my gosh wow and uh, <laughs> just the diversity and you know everybody just vibing to that same music like which was electronically created by the way um Boo-hoo. but you know everybody is just having a good time laughing hugging each other i mean it's a covid nightmare obviously now that we think of it but now, yeah. <laughs> before that it i mean it's there's a reason to tomorrow land sells out right there's a reason exactly so it's yeah it's an experience and especially if you find other like minded people to share these things with you just love it more i think that's that's the biggest kind of take away like if you share art with other people and they vibe with it in the same way that you do i don't i mean that's that's as beautiful as it comes to be very honest totally totally uh yeah i mean i really hope that people keep that's why i feel that you especially when i talk to you i feel that you have a very uh cliched but like a very open mind you're open to different things you're open to <laughs> trying different stuff which is something i am learning through this podcast and otherwise as well so it it's very important to have that in life i feel that if we stagnate our outlook to a certain right. kind of thinking then it's very difficult in today's age to sort of advance yourself in whatever way i mean okay first of all thank you yeah uh, <laughs> but second of all i think you know there's so much that you don't know about there's so much that you can kind of like the only way you can get to know about it is putting yourself out there and talking to people and experiencing new things and i think if you don't have that sort of curiosity like it just you're missing out very simply put you know there's so there's so much you can do with your life and i'm not just saying work wise like there's just so much you can do and like people are making money of making memes on instagram can can you imagine that did did this exist 20 years ago no like 10 years ago even no like something as simple as that it's it's there's so much to do and so little time oh my god that was such a cliche can you please mute that and delete that no 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 no, no, no. this is this is gold oh content uh, and i'm i'm also going to be a very typical interview and ask you uh, so uh, sujita sundaram uh, what's next for sujita sundaram what what oh lies god. ahead I think for the next 3 years I am just going to be studying like a crazy okay. person. Oh, hmm. uh, I'm I'm honestly really happy with what I'm doing right now and uh, it's it's so rewarding that like going back to school after getting experience and everything it's it's super rewarding and super nice. Uh plus like I don't know the environment that I'm in right now is awesome. like everybody just wants to learn i mean bar a few people but i'll tell you about them like later <laughs> gossip <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i think for the next 3 years i'm just going to be studying and hopefully i get to get to australia at some point of time sometime this year i'm hope i pray for it will. every day and um, yeah maybe i don't know you see me i mean i do want to be a producer like there's no kind of 
doubt about that i definitely want to be a news producer i want to go back into tv if i can do what i was doing at cnbc i will be the happiest person in this world like seriously i love my job so 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 much and it excited me every single day and if i get to do that again i will be nothing but grateful so that's the goal that's what i am kind of slowly moving towards one day at a time one step at a time and yeah let's see i'll keep you updated if something fancy or happens yeah 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 you obviously time. will definitely and i am uh, definitely manifesting the best for you i i've always told you this and uh, you Thank too you. definitely are going to australia very soon it's it's going to open up and uh, but otherwise uh, all the very best and really really hope that you get to do what you want to and we all know that you sort of will be a big name in the industry that you do get into oh so... my god <laughs> thank you sujita this has been amazing and uh, i've told you this again it's a joy talking to you and uh, thank you so much for being part of season 2 of floating by i hope you had a great conversation and i hope you'll be back for another episode soon yeah i'm i'm booking my slot already for when fancier things happen but yeah thank you it's it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here thank you for giving me my first experience podcasting it's so exciting and uh, yeah i can't wait to meet you and you know oh yes like yeah you're going to australia and i'm going to the uk so we have to meet because india is the midpoint we have to meet in india yes. before we leave <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you travel anywhere without meeting me, I'm going to kill you. I'm not even kidding. You no, need to I'm... come visit me in Pune. So, uh, okay. thank you, Sujita. <laughs> uh, talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.